This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. rock and roll podcast check out this record my name is mark and of course you know him you love him he's my partner in rock and roll crime it's frankie d that's right mark and i want to make it known that my hat and so is frankie d that's right it does he's wearing that frankie d on his forehead Woo! Uh, welcome back to the show friends remember you can find check out this record on spotify apple podcast and amazon music or uh, or wherever you already found us golly heck we're on YouTube, Frank. Oh, that's right. That's right. New episodes, they drip to the drop directly to your ears and mine every Friday. And of course, all of this, Mark, is for their listening pleasure. That's right. None of my listening pleasure. No. All of theirs. All of theirs. Now, here on Check Out This Record, Frank and I, well, we check out albums and give them the old, you ain't talking to my daughter, not till you done talk to me about it first. Uh, that's what we mostly do here. But of course, uh, we indulge in a wide array of musical discussions, like in our spotlight series, where we'll dig into a band's catalog, like a couple of grave robbers and see what's buried in their grandma's groupie memorabilia or greatness. (laughs) Or in our verse series where we pit two albums against each other and they do get out for total stereo. Van Hagar. Whoa. Hey, if social media is your thing, be sure to check us out on Instagram uh, and our Facebook group. (laughs) We like to drop additional content, leaving you laughing at what I thought the lyrics to the Macarena were. (laughs) That's right. And I did say Van Hagar because me and you are team Van Hagar. And that was we are. Yeah, that's That's why nobody listens to our podcast. Right. And that's the first thing (laughs) I I thought about when pitting albums against each other and then you get a lot of crap. But anyway, Uh don't forget to pop on over to the world famous tube of the U and watch Uh us make silly faces. And we do at each other during the show. Uh, And who knows, maybe some exclusive content's coming. We're slackers. You definitely don't want to miss this. Uh, So Uh be sure to go ahead and fire off that old subscribe button. That's right. Uh, And it's that part of the episode, Frank, where we talk about what the episode is about. Crikey. I'm excited too, friend. But of course, you are correct. This week's episode comes (laughs) from the catalog of a new name, new band, a new album, it's the same old dudes. We get the 2020 debut and self-titled album, Crikey! Uh, the band Crikey is a three-piece post-punk band from Washington, D.C. that sounds uh, conspicuously like Fugazi, Frank, um, but with uh, a few noticeable uh, differences. Let's start with the obvious reasons for the Fugazi comparison. Right. Uh, no, this album didn't put either uh, Frank or I back into therapy, uh, but that might just be a little bit of uh, what I like to call heartbreak callousness after last week's run-in with powerhouse Towns Van Zandt. Oh, man. Oh, Amen. Amen. Anyways, uh, the real reason being that Ian McKay and Joe Lally of Fugazi are, of course, in uh, this band Crikey and playing songs of a very similar sound. Um, Now, the differences are another bag. First off, the expectation of Guy Pichetto's uh, presence once the music gets started takes some time to fade away. I don't know about you, Frank, but I was dying to hear that voice. 
And if I'm being honest, his contributions to Fugazi are some of my favorite things about that band. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, on drums and vocals is Amy Farina, who played uh, with McKay in their duo, The Evans, uh, <laughs> which don't sound too much uh, unlike an indie croiky. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense, but also just kind of like this without the cool bass parts. If you're like, well, what's indie croaky sound like? Uh, it's this without the bass parts. Um, Frank, what was your first impression of croaky? So funny how we modulate our our like voices. Even I do too when we say croaky. It's like we have to like, yeah, croaky. I'm trying really hard not to say croaky. <laughs> or like I'm trying not to be racist about it. So I don't know. I mean, not racist. I guess it's <laughs> what <laughs> Australianist. I don't there know. you go. There you go. You Australianist. I knew it. Oh! <laughs> so the challenge. <laughs> the challenge. There goes that audience. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> but the challenge for me presented is when a new band such as this arises from such a band as profound as Fugazi, right? Uh, it's one of those dynamics where during the review, you don't want to mention them, but it's hard not to. So, spoiler, I will be mentioning them. Uh, I was familiar, of course, uh, to the uh, evens uh, a little bit from my own digging around and yes croaky sounds uh, very similar in, in a, an extension of the almost uh, with Mackay's history uh, I didn't know what to expect to this record after listening to it I was actually surprised how similar it was to the evens uh, mm -hmm. which begs the question as to why create a whole new band right um, I also expected more punk post-punk uh, as that's how it was labeled, at least in my pre-research. Um, and I don't think we really got that all here. To me, it's indie rock borderlining, but that progressive strand all the mm -hmm. way, all the way. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's that that lazy thing people like to do. Anything that happened after 1977 is post-punk, right? Because some bullshit about how that's the only year punk happened. So it's that stupid thing you can call anything post-punk. There you but go. I, I, I hear what you're saying. That's there. a good way to, to sum it up. Uh, yeah, because I agree with you. you. You expect this to be, I mean, other than like in how Fugazi it's punk. Right. It's not very punk. So I, I hear you there. Yeah. Um, Frank, you are uh, always one for the controversial sound bites, I have to say. Oh, uh, what do you say we jump uh, into the record, Amigo? Let's go. That's, that's a fantastic response. So, uh, Croiki released <laughs> June 16th, 2020. Uh, not surprisingly, on Discourse Record, right? Yeah, Discourse who would have thought? <laughs> uh, and believe it or not, Laura Jane Grace uh, mm -hmm. declared that this is the best album of 2020. And much like the choices she's made on uh, all of her last records, I disagree with her. So, not only that, which is interesting, Mark, you brought that up, but per mm -hmm. the publication, Paste, uh, it received the accolade of the 25 best punk albums of 2020 and mm. Metacritic's best debut records and Mojo's 75 best albums of 2020. So going into this, there's accolades. I mean, I think it's that thing where people are like, oh, cool. It sounds like Fugazi. It's got to be good. Right. Like, you, right, can't, right. you can't say anything bad about it. Right. Because they were Fugazi there, there's legends. Like Fugazi. Right. Right. Exactly. It's legend and status. And it permeates over to their reputation now, basically. Hey, if, if it's good, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Right? But if is if, if but they is added this see. chick to Fugazi or if they put uh, Joe Lally into the, the evens and just call the evens evens with Joe Lally. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. I agree with you. Why why start this? But anyways, right. uh, you, you guys are starting it. to figure out how Frank and I feel about this. Track one, clean kill. Frank, it's mm -hmm. a clean kill. It's a clean kill. It's a clean kill. But it's not clean. 
the Fugazi sound is just right up front here with this uh, rhythm being kept on the, the rim of the snare and that, that gorgeous heavy bass. The chorus sounds cool with McKay and Farina sharing the vocals for it and, and Laylee coming in for the last few uh, just to fill it out. And the sound is just really pleasing in that way, especially once you get the full, uh, all three of them sing along. Frank, uh, am I killing you? Always, man. But with your humor. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so this reminds me of what I was hearing with the Evens and stuff we may have heard um, on Fugazi's The Argument. That that mm -hmm. was the best place I could uh, draw some similarities. I do like the quiet aggression that this possesses. Now, Makai's voice is aged and it's noticeable, but, you know, it's not so it was never about the quality of his voice. Um in regards to the songs he writes and i actually felt like this was a good intro song so if you're going to place anything yep. first i think cling kill was was the one to do it with excellent excellent track two hard to explain mm. uh story of me trying to talk right frank i mean it's, it's just hard <laughs> to explain uh we get a hard to describe disjointed rhythm of a, a jazzy blues number uh i don't love uh mckay's weird like whisper voice uh but the groove is pretty cool what uh what you think frankie yeah, th this song is all about the groove and the odd time signatures. I, I know this quiet and toned down sound is really what they're going for, but I wouldn't have minded like the sound being loud maybe on the chorus and then coming back down to quiet it um, and back into that groove because I wasn't taking that groove. Um, you know, and you know, these thoughts, they sometimes sit in my head. So I, I hope that was easy to explain because uh, it's usually hard <laughs> as well for me. <laughs> Track three, say yes. It's jazz time, Frankie O. Oh. Beautiful is dirtier. Beautiful is blurrier. Mm. Do you know that? Did you know that, Frank? I was mm -hmm. unaware. Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoy the song uh, when it's I'm not paying attention to it, if that makes sense. Like to have this on in the background, I think it's a really cool song. But when I do, like when I really am paying attention to it, it just kind of makes my eyes roll. I'm, I'm just saying no. <laughs> but Frank, what, what says you? So, um, you know, you're asking me if beautiful is dirtier and beautiful is blurrier. I did know that, but it does. I didn't. But it does make sense. Oh. Uh, the melody yeah. on this song to me <laughs> is. Like that yeah, I know. Thank you. Uh, it, and I had to let you know that's what I was doing. Yeah. Right? Oh, please. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and this this melody on the song to me is is the downfall. In fact, if this was an instrumental, I would have been downtown Charlie Brown all the way in. All the way in, all the way in. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's kind of a hard skip for me on this record. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, track four, or fort, as I wrote. Oh. Uh, have a cup of tea. Uh, this might be my favorite track on the record. Uh, I'm really digging this slightly psychedelic, ethereal sound uh, they capture between Laylee's bass and McKay's subtle uh, single note strumming there, Frank. Uh, all of the all feeling just kind of like floating over Amy Farina's steady driving drum work. Uh, it feels like they want to break away from that punk label and go and kind of go prog here. Frank, what did you think? Track Fort was an interesting track. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I really like this song. Uh, and you're right, it's the furthest thing from punk. It almost, uh, it's a statement, I think, of sorts, and it cements uh, Mackay's desire to musically not be punk and to be more, which I think has totally been accomplished well before this. Um, sure. But this was a good track, though. Absolutely. Track five, mm. Too Many Husbands. Oh. In and Out the Door. I love this sharp guitar intro. 
A classic super tight hi-hat rock beat intro. Farina takes the lead vocals here. A really cool track. It's great to hear this song shift from that high, the tight hi-hat to these uh, staggered cymbals ringing out as the toms pound out a, a new beat. And Ian McKay really just palm mutes in right. this classic Fugazi style. The lyrics feel really personal. Um, Frank, now, how many husbands do you think we're talking about here? At least for one, uh, at least one for each day of the week. That's what. Yeah, okay. Mean. Yeah, it has to yeah. at least seven. Anything more than that is going to be a little too complicated. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'd like to change up here, and I think this track musically gives a nod to the sound we were hearing uh, in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, it it doesn't let up, and actually, that's fine by me. So I uh, I thought this was another good track. Cool, cool. Uh, track six, BQM. Okay, so according to the interwebs, Frank, BQM stands for I'm Beginning to Question My Motives. Oh. oh. And the song is believed to be a commentary on the mm. current state of social media and presumably our culture as a whole. <laughs> Frank, uh, is the band trying to say something here or are we giving them too much credit for past achievements? <laughs> I mean, listen, it's hard not to give them the credit because it is sure. you know, deserved. Uh, Makai has always been a, a reflective individual, so I don't necessarily de- disagree on the social media stance. And if people you know, were freaking out earlier, I think, today, because everything was down, right, for like the longest time. Oh, was time. it? Yeah there was, like, yeah, there was some big, big outage uh, in, in all the social media outlets. I think people were legit freaking out. So I d- actually don't disagree with that stance. Uh, I just didn't care for this song in general. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, track seven. Last thing. No. no, it's only track seven. No. Uh, opening line. Last thing we ever wanted was a war. Another social commentary here, Frank. Mostly yeah. uh, consumerism and corporate overlords. Uh, I'm not all that sure. Uh, I dig the vibe and tone of it. Uh, it's got a bit of a Lake of Fire from Nirvana Unplugged thing in there musically. I don't know if you picked up on that, Frank. And uh, and I like that. But otherwise, I don't know. I was just kind of indifferent, Franco. Yeah, another tune where I enjoy the music more than the whole package, right? It has an yeah. alternative feel. So I definitely see that Nirvana Unplugged comparison for sure. I did sense it. It's not bad by any means. It's just one I'm not going to be going back to. Okay. Track eight, Jack says. Jack. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but apparently this is what he said. I'm struggling here because this is where I wish we had some of that that uh, guy, uh, Paquito. Um, Amy and Ian's voices match up here uh, really well, but they, they feel too much of the same mind, where guys and Ian's songs always felt like two separate uh, feelings, if that makes sense. Um, and this, this for me is starting to become kind of homogenous. What would you think? Um, yeah. You know, I love, 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 love the dynamic between Ian and, and Guy's voices and right. oh, uh, that, you. that uh, don't worry. I've said guy for the longest time and, and our Fugazi episode made me realize I was saying it wrong. So. <laughs> and, and do that. I always felt that was the crux of the sound for Fugazi. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those two voices, um, taking away Picciotto's voice. It's just another blended style song in the mix here. And I'm starting to wish we got more variety. Eight tracks in. Yeah. Well, track nine and it's time to kill ourselves. It's Shepelididi Bop. I'm already annoyed with the name of this song, which takes its sweet time getting going. Lyrically, I like it. 
kind of and honestly i was expecting to like i was expecting to like the lyrics out of these song, songs right uh, but up? musically it, yeah uh it's feeling a bit flat while the song does get going after a while and and rock's pretty hard there for like a minute uh it's just a lot of waiting around to get there and the song closes with whatever this word is and i'm i'm just so over it uh f-bomb like this is schlep, 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 this thing sucks dude <laughs> you know lyrically yeah this is tough but i you know musically i you know that i could get behind the musicality of this but it's going on two minutes in which you know it, it's a cool song and it'll keep you waiting around but it, it seems like forever right yeah. for, for you to get to anywhere so then you add in the title of the song and it crosses that line into being annoying yeah yeah track 10 inauguration day mm-hmm. at first i thought this album uh was over uh and this was uh an all <laughs> right al- alternate waiting room from a uh for a minute there and i and i thought it like no, it's from on the kill take, and I was right, just, right. I was just misremembering what it was, and then I, I looked at my phone, and it was I was still listening to Croiky. Um, <laughs> this is a a song about a protest, I think, or it's about um, I, I don't I don't know. I know it's about maybe an inauguration. Uh, honestly, I couldn't connect with the song enough to want to figure out what it was supposed to mean, uh, and I was happy when it was finally over. <laughs> How about you, bud? Yeah, I thought this was still the end of the previous track, uh, and that track was just really long. Um, what I think we're getting here is is now too much instrumentation right after each other, which makes it for an uphill battle uh, with the listener and their experience. Um, like you, I do think it's a protest song, but you know, Mackay has uh, you, with him, it, it could totally be about something else too, and the symbolism you know of something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, like you. I was glad when it was over. Yeah. Yeah. Track 11. Woulda, coulda. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Interesting title for the final track of the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, at nearly five and a half minutes, Kroiki is really slowing it down and pushing some boundaries or something. I'm not really sure what they're doing. This song <laughs> has a lot in common with its title, and I don't mean that positively. It's a wandering little number, but honestly, it wandered away from me pretty fucking quick it sounds pretty but isn't doing anything kind of for me is it is it doing anything would it, would it should have could have would have have put a should put a for you frank yeah i would have not put this song on the record uh uh-huh. with, with such toned down songs like this you catch the flaws and that's okay but in this case the whole song is the flaw uh the repetition of would have could have could have should have is flat out annoying it, it, yeah. it really gets to me uh it's nails on a chalkboard annoying and it distracts from the song uh if i saw them live and this song came on i would have probably walked out so yeah it, i feel like somebody uh did a write that in art school or something Anyways, right right exactly uh, <laughs> believe it or not we're, we're through this whole record buddy why don't you kick off our uh my favorite segment of the show it's not really it's called uh final <laughs> thoughts oh, oh. With, uh your Final thoughts. Oh, boom, 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 boom. Bing, bing, bing. Bing, bing, um, bing. Yeah. So it's not that I didn't expect the musicality of this record. It's that I expected the songs to be better, better. and less irritating. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, I find it to be interesting that the album received all these accolades, which makes me feel perhaps it's one of those situations, like we were saying earlier, where the legacy of the individuals is so strong, along with the personal ad- admiration 
that they right. were going to receive these accolades regardless of the material on it. Um, Makai never had the best voice. And with, with Guy, uh, there was a safety net, I think, in Fugazi. Uh, here, I don't feel that there is one. And what we have here is his firm command on the songwriting, uh, which is why we're getting kind of these non-punk indie songs, um, which is fine. But the album mm-hmm. just it falls flat and the songs, more importantly, fall flat. Uh, so I give it a, I give it a four and a half out of ten. Oh, wow. Yeah. Woo wee. So yeah. what I did was I lost us. There we are. We're back now. Oh. Uh, four point five out of ten. Mm. I got to tell you, you're not far from my score. Oh, First, I think I need to address uh, that comparison to Fugazi and the expectation uh, from members of Fugazi post Fugazi. Um, I don't hate that the sound is similar, but I do want to see more exploration of that sound right. and not for it to sound like a redundancy of Fugazi. That said, there are some cool songs here, but I don't think I'll be revisiting this much uh, right. outside of cherry picking a song or two, maybe for, for a playlist. Uh, I'm giving this the, the exact same score as you, Frank. I'm giving it Woo-hoo! a 4.5. Uh, out of 10 i didn't find it did enough on its own uh without relying on the band's heritage uh right. to set its sound sonic foundation uh frankie yes uh, what do you say we play ourselves a little game crikey let's do it all right today's game is called going solo oh okay name the artist <laughs> trying to go solo just based on one of their album names, their solo album names. And for a bonus point, I'll let you tell me the name of the band, but you only get the bonus point if you get the actual question right. <laughs> Are uh, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to do, do a little timer. You take too long sometimes. I do. I actually I do. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the year the album was released because, of course, albums do have... You know, there's commonly lots of people with the same album title. There so is the year that, it was yeah. released, the album title. And then you've got to guess the artist. Okay. And then for the bonus. So I'll give you, I'll give you an example. <laughs> Sample question. Okay. You ready? This is, this one doesn't count. Oh. 1971's mm-hmm. Imagine. Okay. All right. Well, okay. John Lennon. Okay. And what band was he in? The Beatles. The Beatles. Very good. Very good. Okay. So theoretically, you got two points. Okay, you ready? Thank you. (laughs) Okay, we're going to start the game. This is where it counts. Crikey. All right, question number one. 2001's Down to Earth. These are all going to be massive artists or artists that were in massive bands. Are we talking pop music here? Talking some pop. We're talking some classic rock. We're talking some metal. We're talking some thing. Really? And it was from 2001? 2001's Down to Earth. You've got 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, you got an answer? Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. You ready for this one? I am. This one's going to be tough. Yeah, 1994's I- Street Angel. That's the name of the album? That's the name of the album. 1994's Street Angel. Oh, hold on. 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 Stephen X. Five seconds. Yes. Jan Wood and her band? Fleetwood Mac. 
That's correct. Her solo stuff is incredibly better than than freaking Fleetwood Mac, by the way. I don't believe that. And by by I don't believe that, I mean I don't believe that either is good. Ah, there um, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, think it's better. Right. I'm just you know. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, fair. Okay. Yeah. Question number three. This one's pretty recent. You should be able to get this. Oh. 2017's Who Built the Moon? Uh wait, 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 wait. hold on. Wasn't I just listening to this? Wait, 2017. Who built the moon? Uh, 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 oh, no, Gallagher. That's right. Oasis. Well, now hold on. I'm a little concerned here. It's fly, it high is... flying, high flying birds. All right, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'll give it to you. you. Okay. Yeah. 2004. I want you to think about 2004 really hard. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Love, mm-hmm. Angel, Music, Baby. That's really the record. Of, that's really the name of the record. 2004's Love Angel Music Baby. 2004's. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Duh. It's another person, Jen Lakes. Gwen Stefani. No doubt. That's right. Bum, bum, yes. Bum. Oh, you're bringing them all right to the wire, buddy. Yeah. And every time I've tweeted her, she replies, Ooh. just so you know. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Your wife or Gwen Stefani? Well, it's on behalf of my wife to <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. 1986. Press to play. 1986. Press to play. Paul McCartney. Yes. The Beatles. Paul McCartney of the Beatles. All right. So you're doing pretty good. You're doing yeah, pretty good. Th- th- it's coming back. All right, all right. You ready for this? 1985. Oh. The Dream of Blue Turtles. The Dream of Blue Turtles. Oh, wait a minute. Hello. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ten seconds. Uh, uh, Sting. Yes. The police. Oh, my God. You were either really good at Google or you got that. No, I got that. Okay. 1995's. Orange crate art. Orange crate art. Yeah, you got this. Come on. Orange crate. Orange creamsicle. No, orange crate art. Art. Yep, you're at ten seconds. Like Mark from Art. Yep. Five. Mm-hmm. No answer. No answer. No, I have not. 1985's orange crate art is by Brian Wilson. Oh boy! Uh, I knew I'd slip you up eventually. Yeah. Oh man. All right. This another recent one, but a tricky one. Mm. 2013's heavy metal music. Heavy metal music. Hold on. Hold on. I know this. Heavy 2013's heavy, heavy metal music. Metal music. Uh, isn't that? Uh, are you are you repeating this in a series? What are you doing? Are you cheating? Yeah. Let me see. Hello. Heavy Hold metal on. music. <laughs> All right. I got my phone. Right, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Wait, Heavy wait, metal wait. music. You got 10 seconds. Mm, 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 mm. I Five. I mean, it's a metal band. Is it? I mean, you would think it's a metal band. You got an answer for me? Your time is up. Uh, Under 2013. Oh. No, Under Oath is wrong. Uh, I don't know who you thought Under Oath was uh, in. Or I don't know. <laughs> uh, Heavy metal music is by Newstead. 
Jason Newstead's heavy oh, metal band. Oh, no kidding. From Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this one's going to be tricky. Let's see if you can I've never one. even listened to that band. Have you? No, not even ever. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that album existed until I made this link. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's not like I'm... This isn't a fair game. I know that. <laughs> All right, track number nine. Are you ready? Oh, am I? It's from the year 1990. So just assume, right? If it was if it was released in 90, probably recorded in 89. That's not going to help. You ready? Oh, okay. 1990s Manic Nirvana. Manic Nirvana. Correct. 1990 Manic Nirvana. Uh oh wait 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 hold on duh. Um, Zeppelin, Ten Zeppelin, Zeppelin, Robert Plant. Oh Let's, my God! How did you get that? Because I, because I just think I was reading up on that the other right. day. That's why. Congrats! Yeah, I, I didn't think you get that one. Yeah. All right. I'm not the biggest Zeppelin fan, but I, I just happen to know that. Fair enough. This is the last one. You ready? Oh, thank God. Okay. Track ten, 1974. <laughs> I've got my own album to do. Huh. 1974, I've got my own album to do. Is this one of the Gibb brothers with like the Bee Gees or something like that? No. 10 seconds. Okay, I have a hint. No. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me one. You're looking, <laughs> you're looking down like I had a good one. No. Uh, no. Is it, wait. Um, I mean, obviously, this is British, I could tell. It is British. You're you're out of time, so it's it's time oh, okay. to answer. But who was it? Was it um? I don't know who. Uh, uh, 1974's. I've got my own album to do. Ronnie Woods of the oh, Rolling Stones. No oh. kidding. Oh man, I buried the hard one at the bottom. I Thank you. I I, I was surprised that. by the the Robert Plant. I didn't expect you to get that. Let's see. You missed four of the questions. Sixty. Right? Sixty. But remember, you got all of the the bonus questions right. Welcome so, to my academic life, pal. There you go. There you go. I, I was a 60s student. <laughs> nice. Student of the 60s. Yeah. Student of the 60s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. <laughs> we're boomers. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, we're not boomers. No, we're not. No. What are we doing now? Uh, I'm going to tell. Oh, I'm going to tell you, uh, give you the picks for next episode. Oh, the picks for next episode. Okay. What are my choices? All right. So last time I gave you five and uh-huh. obviously you picked. Towns Van Zant. So I, uh-huh. I took that out and okay. we're gonna go ahead uh and replace it. Um, you know, I'm gonna just give you four because one, as I was thinking, I was like, I don't think either of us would have fun reviewing. So you have four oh. choices. You have four okay. choices. You ready? Okay. Yep. All right. Three of them are the same, and one there's a new addition that I added. So okay. So the first one again is the uh-huh. fourth studio album by an English singer-songwriter, which was voted album of the year in the village voice in the year of 1979. So that's the first one. Number two is a lighthearted and upbeat yet sometimes serious nature debut by a band who's known more for their massive late nineties hit and TV theme song. It's not the ones from friends. (laughs) Okay. Next is uh, this band's third album released in 1992 is often heralded as an overlooked classic of the 90s in the alternative rock world. And the newest addition is that this album ranked 32 on Pitchfork's 100 albums of the 90s and 56 on Blender's 
a list in their 100 greatest indie rock albums ever. So those are your four choices. Ooh, lots of indie, huh? Lots yeah, indie. we got we got some indie. You know, we got the lighthearted one, uh, and we got mm-hmm. some some late 70s British type rock music. Fourth studio album, 1974's album of the year. My guess is that that's Rush. Um, <laughs> two, am I am I close? <laughs> um, it's okay if I'm not. Uh, yeah. Two's the light but serious. Light, serious, but upbeat, fr- not friends, alternative from the 90s. 92, third album, Underground Classic, 32nd Pitchfork album. Let's go with, oh, man. Ah, uh, I'll give you a timer now, 10. I'm going to go number three. Eight. Oh, three. all right. And. Just so you know, this is an album that I'm actually not overly familiar with. So a lot of it is oh. going to be us kind of chatting about it for the first time. We're learning uh, together. We're, our, we're, we're learning our, together. We're we're our study buddies. Yeah, study buddies. Sorry. So these guys were actually uh, they're from where you were born, Mark, in Boston. Ooh. Oh, nice. And the band's name you might have seen them around, but you might not have dug into what they have going on. The band's name is Buffalo Tom. Buffalo Tom. Buffalo okay. Tom. Buffalo Tom. Okay. <laughs> What's the name of the album? Buffalo so, Tom? Yeah, no, no. It's uh, their third album is Let Me Come Over. Let Me Come Over. Okay. In 1992, Buffalo Tom, Let Me Come Over. Um, All right. Yeah. Interesting band, you know. Sure. Um, the, the name is derived from we'll get into it obviously more next week but buffalo right. springfield and the drummer's name is tom buffalo tom oh, okay. um you know i was worried it was related to buffalo bill no, 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 no um but you know they they were part of that boston scene which had bands such as dinosaur jr um, oh, okay pixies um lemonheads so they were kind of all in that circle uh it's very alternative sound a little east coast um, for me though huh yeah a little east coast for you cool and it's one of those things where they have a big cult following and you know this album is supposed to you know be be good so let's see what we think about it because it's gonna be the first time i'm kind of diving into it with you so cool i'm looking forward to it so that should let, be fun let me come over by buffalo tom all right. What's uh? We we covered what we're doing next week on the uh the showgram, Frank. <laughs> we did. I think we? all we got left to do is to wrap it up. Yeah. So as always, listen. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember, like, rate, review, sub, uh, subscribe, uh, suggest records to us, and most importantly, be safe. Yeah. As, as always, friends. Thank you so much for making it to the the end of the episode. Most people just listen. You know, those first five minutes, they get their laugh and they leave. But you stuck around, and we appreciate that. We do. We uh, do. We hope you had as much fun listening to us goof off as we did, you know, goofing <laughs> off. Um, would you, won't you say it with me now, kids? It's uh, on three. One, two, three. Oh, my, my. Oh, hell yes. Oh, bye-bye. Oh, the recording's going to end now. You got to stop the tape. Otherwise, it'll keep rolling. Oh, it's not on. It's